0: Scene is just as big as having John Travolta and Nick Cage in the same movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man, those two shows would be a heck of a face-off. Oh! <laughs> got <it. laughs> hey, And welcome to the Down and Front podcast. Um, we didn't talk about this, but uh, my name's Mike, I'll be your host tonight. Um, Hi Mike. Aaron, okay. how's it going? I got some, some buddies here. Uh, we're really excited. Uh, just watched the season finale of Westworld, and uh, we're going to... Going to go around and talk about that. Um, I guess we will introduce everyone. Uh, starting to my uh far left, Mr. Brownland.
0: Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. Uh, you got anything fun you're uh drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking Pinot Grigio from Chris, apparently, the most popular Pinot Grigio in the U.S. Hmm. Uh, it's nice. Garbage. I think you can get those labels like printed out. I'm pretty sure I can be the
1: most popular. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's awesome. All right, uh, continuing also on my last, Mr. Josh. Hello. What you got going for us tonight?
2: Uh, just the founders all day IPA.
1: Nice. Nice. I'll make a quick pit stop of myself. Uh, so, Mike, I'm drinking a Winchester Incorporated uh, wine. It's a town I live in, and they have their own brand wine, because it's a ritzy suburbs town. Uh, So, yeah, it's not a a bad red. Um, Going on to my right, uh, we got Mr. Guillermo. Yo, what's up? Got anything good? Nope. Nope. On to the next one. Jesse, what's happening, dude? Hey,
3: guys, what's up? I'm drinking Arizona watermelon. It's been my theme for the last three podcasts. I think I'm going to stick with
1: it. It's funny, because this one might come out before our Fantastic Beast review,
3: God damn it!
4: I missed that one. Yeah, I was <laughs> we were there and t- I hadn't
1: even seen it. We were testing you about it, but Fuck. spoiler alert for that uh, that podcast. Um, but so that comment about three in a row this might a come movie. out kind of weird.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've been drinking Arizona watermelon <laughs> every single podcast, so I'm gonna stick with that.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, tonight we're gonna be talking about Westworld. We're gonna kind of skip the what we've been watching, uh, kind of keep it short, just get this out on on time. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. Um, does anyone want to start off with kind of like overall <laughs> feelings on the thing?
3: Let me start with this way.
1: Did anyone not like it?
4: I thought I don't it was also.
3: <laughs> it, awesome. it was a good finale. Are we talking finale or the show?
4: No, I, but the show itself. I've 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 yet to meet somebody that didn't like it. That's fair. Which is very weird because a lot of people don't like things. <laughs> <laughs> like you can always find somebody goes. Yeah, I hate Game of Thrones, so I don't like whatever like whatever show I've I, never met I everybody that I talk to at least at work yeah everybody likes the show huh everybody
1: I've you know it's funny with these shows and I think it it slightly shows how good they are where I, at most I'll get enough for me like my my mom tried to watch Game of Thrones she made it about two and a half minutes in and uh when they beheaded the poor you know schmuck oh yeah she was like that was too graphic I'm done with this <laughs> and so but, but again she, you know it wasn't like oh this is bad just not for me. Yeah. So, just saying. Um, but to <laughs> Jesse's remark, uh, we're going to be kind of spoiling the whole show. I'd like to, because we have the, the mid-season wrap-up out, i uh, like to try and keep it towards the back end. Um, but, of course, that is going to involve... So, spoilers,
3: spoilers away, right? Across, across
1: the board, yeah, yeah. Um, anyone have any, like, big wins from the second half of the season?
0: Uh, I mean... Anthony Hopkins just being Anthony Hopkins as fuck. I mean, that's... They finally the, let him unleash
3: himself, especially with, <laughs> like, the Bernard and all that sort of stuff. And,
0: I mean, yeah, that's,
1: that's... That scene in the basement where he was showing Bernard's, like, memories was maybe one of the best, you know, 20 minutes of... TV. I remember going
3: online and, like, reading the forums about it. One of my favorite forum posts is, I think my ultimate nightmare is waking up in a basement and Anthony Hopkins is walking <laughs> <laughs> at me. <laughs> He's so good. This whole cast, we, we were talking about this earlier, like, once Emmy season comes around, like, you know, you get Anthony Hopkins with getting maybe an Emmy, and then uh, who plays Maeve? She, Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton, knocking it out of the park in every scene she's in.
1: Well, would you bump him to uh, best supporting or best
3: lead? He'd be supporting. He'd be supporting? Who's the lead in I this I think stuff. he'd be lead. <sighs> I, I think it's think gotta mean, be Evan Rachel Wood you
0: have to give it to him for being lead because he's like the most constant no, male I, I think it might be Ed, Ed Harris. Harris and, yeah, and Jeffrey be. Wright and Ed Harris probably. I think
1: I think Ed Harris is probably your male lead I think Dolores is your female lead and then yeah. uh,
0: Maeve's supporting actress yeah
1: and then Ford is also supporting
3: well, don't, well they don't they also too in the Emmys they have like best ensemble cast or something like that as
4: well maybe no well, but they the Screen actor skill does oh Screen Actors
0: but like they can
2: that?
4: put like yeah. multiple people in the same category so they can put all of, like you know a couple of them in supporting act- actor I guess right Like or mi- actors oh, so. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah yeah they could
0: multiples could be nominated it, yeah, like, it's, it's rough for
1: Ed Harris because you know essentially half his screen time got cut in half with a
0: uh, younger version yeah the younger
1: version what's his name Jimmy Simpson
2: yeah, McPoy.
0: Which, by the yeah. way... Yeah, McPoyle. McPoyle. Dude, but yes. <laughs> what a range on that guy, huh? <laughs> creepy, <laughs> creepy hacker from House of Cards. Yeah. Oh, that's true, too. <laughs>
2: um, to go One ahead of my, my biggest win <coughs> on the last half of the season was uh, that they cu- finally confirmed some of the things that we were suspecting, and there were a lot of secrets that were finally revealed. Like, it, it was the second half of the season when we found out that Bernard is a host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have the man in black confirmed as William. Yeah. Uh, 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 Arnold is
3: Bernard was another big reveal. Yeah, yeah.
1: Dolores is Wyatt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was kicking and screaming that that wasn't the thing. Till, like, literally the bitter end. <laughs>
4: yeah well i mean it's it's interesting, I and mean, we were talking about it how crazy it is that how how in, insane it is that people in the first or second episode they figure it out so all these theories have been running f- since the first f- two episodes essentially mm-hmm. right, Man in Black is is william and and like you know we're we're working with different time uh
0: periods and and um it, it Well I remember... And what's cool yeah. about this is I mean I mean this show is all about storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was kinda easy to see where they were going, but it's how they told those revelations and stuff. That's what knocked it out of the way. With box the
3: hat, where he puts on the hat and yep, like yeah, looks right. down and looks up, and then there's well, the man at just so the
1: work was in front of the amazing yeah. yeah. And so we were talking about this earlier, but uh, as soon as uh, you know, as soon as it ended, where we were kind of talking about, like, you know, we're all fairly intelligent people, uh, we could all, uh, <laughs> uh, and I think we could all write down, like, what happened, but, like, still, there's some of it that I'm still thinking, like, what did that actually mean? Like, I have, n- I have no idea.
2: It'll probably take a second watch through from the beginning all the way again yep. through to the end to see all the little clues and mm. get the full story.
0: Yeah, and like, I I really want to rewatch it just to have that perspective now of like Ford's ultimate goal was. Do we,
1: but do we know that ultimate goal?
0: Do we actually, yeah, that's the thing. That is like, like we we might have some eagles or some perception of what it means to each of us. And I mean, I think the big one to focus on is like, just having the robots become self-aware the hosts become self-aware gain consciousness and evolve but didn't we also kind and of establish
3: that only Dolores so far is the one who's yeah. really, like no, true no we've we don't even, we
1: do not even know that because the end the, the end note was you thought you were thinking but bernard uh, arnold was he was still pulling the trigger
4: well but, but that was for um, but that was at first when she reached for full consciousness was when she actually instead of hearing somebody else's voice was actually reading uh, like hearing her, her own voice she made the choice it's, it's to
0: like, kill when, ford and ford, yeah no
1: ford. i don't think she did i, I think, think she, did. she
2: did and ford relied on well, her ford to do knew it was coming yeah he made the speech specifically and then right at the end she shot him. yeah, so yeah I I knew, i'm pretty coming.
4: sure he knew what was happening Because I think that that's that's the point he was telling her, you're going to get there. And it took me 35 years to take you where you're going to be right now, where it's like you're actually going to listen to yourself. So it's kind of like when you are walking around, you're like, what the fuck? And you're you're like, you're deciding what to do. You're not talking to somebody else. You're talking to yourself. So I think that that's what he wanted to take her there. Where it's like she can hear her own voice. But I thought his point was that humanity was
1: secondary to the sense because they could listen to themselves. And I think that that's what he was trying to steer her away from, that, hey, if everything's within order and you're following a script, life is more enjoyable because you don't have to go through the suffering. I thought that's what... And so I thought that he was actively trying to avoid her talking to herself because it... it because you, in essence, that's the bad part of human. Because then you
4: can hold that kind to her,
1: like yourself. Right, herself. right, right. And I thought so. I thought that she was. I don't know. I didn't. And I that thought out. that's what they were slipping
4: in. It's like. I thought he was, was talking about himself as a human.
1: But I think that you can you can project that onto what he was creating. The other flip side is I don't think it's necessarily like direct evidence, but it's like uh, tangential evidence that that scene that. They quickly, you know, saw the the code on Maeve saying, "Hey, this is the escape plan." Was I think that built in? Like, we literally spent the entire what middle six episodes. Like that whole storyline started before the mid season break yep. of like her trying to develop awareness, and then in twenty seconds you realize that like, nope, she's never had her own control. She's a hundred percent always been following a script, including what's going on now, and like the. Cliffhangers that she goes back into the park to.
3: Even that was kind of hinted that's scripted as well. Oh, no, no, that's what I'm saying.
1: So even the things that, like, Dolores is talking to herself, it plants that seed of doubt that, like, no, she's being told to talk to herself.
4: Oh, 100%. That's what I was telling you. Right, right. Right when the the episode started, that we're like, yeah, we, we have all these theories, but we just don't know. Right. We 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 don't know at all right. what's going like what's really happening, because you're not run, because you're not dealing with people that are making their own decisions. These are I mean these are those are iPads with legs. Yeah. I mean they are they're they're they're, they're iPods or iPhones or they're like they're computers. Their Siri works so, a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Than <laughs> yeah. So, so
2: I, mean, I do they, they still exactly <laughs> accurate because they said in the the first episode that they can. They can pass the Turing test.
4: Well, true, but I mean, but they still have code, which yeah. somebody can go in and fuck around with it, you know? Yeah. So it's it, it's one of those things that you're like, you know, who knows? Because there are people that have access to it, and they can fuck around with it, and they mess well, it up. Well, then,
2: the question that we were left with here at the end, since he's plunging the park into chaos, essentially, is did he program all of them to basically riot... Or is it just going to be Dolores leading the group, and then they're going to start their improv because they're not no longer going to be on the loop. I think it's going to be a handful of, and uh, um, uh,
4: hosts, and then they are going to start. I guess coding all the other the other ones like just activating everybody. activating them and then just doing, triggering right, triggering things on them. Interesting, yep. but is
1: but is that triggering latent code? rather than improvisation well yeah, that's, the, that's, that's
4: so, the question so yeah. that's the thing that I not not that I don't like about this show but it's it, it's still with the understanding that we have right now with how things work this would never happen in, in right now you know like we have to cause cause the thing that the only thing I hate about this show is the way that um Mave be like, essentially, completely, um, misled. I won't say misled, but took advantage of those two texts.
3: Yeah, that's, that's the worst th- storyline. And I'm like, how? Yeah.
4: How is that even possible? When at any single second, they could just get an iPad or like that pad thing and just turn it off.
0: They really didn't. I uh, mean, feed into it as well as the other storylines are good too but i think the whole thing about bernard showing her that she's coded to do those type of things is this might be a narrative where they actually asked humans to kind of play a part in it but we don't have a confirmation of that yet. It still remains a yeah, that's true. Well,
3: Felix is boned in all of this if he's yeah. not in on the, the game. Like, yeah. they're going to look up the security footage and all that after what? Well, like 50 yeah. people are dead and the security staff's been decimated. And he might
0: get fired. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, maybe. I mean, that, that's. Uh, I was thinking the same thing where, like, he did the actor did such a good job in the background scenes that he wasn't talking in of just having this, like, oh, crap face. On. I like, do <laughs> love... His, his emotes were amazing, and I think... But I think that's, like, uh, Brown's onto something where, like, he's got to be in on it. Yeah.
4: Because
2: the whole thing was scripted. Well, even if Maeve said that he's human, we still don't know that he's actually human.
4: Yeah. Well, I love that when she's leaving and she says, dude, you suck as a human. That's the yeah. best thing. Like, that's so good. Well,
0: or <laughs> like how he like tried to confirm himself as yeah. a host or human. Well, and so
1: one of the best parts I think was going back to earlier with uh, what Josh was talking about was like Bernard's reveal of being a host and how he couldn't see a <laughs> door. And I think we were oh, all dude. watching it together, and I think there was an like a very audible gasp of a. <gasps> Oh my god. Yeah. Like, you know, cuz everyone everyone knew that. And that's I think you could
2: you could turn that on Maeve because where that one scripted line is great. Which it doesn't one? look like anything. me. Oh. Uh, yeah. oh yeah. Well, so, so but you could turn that on
1: Maeve where she confirms that Felix is human where that could be part of her like do not see list. Yeah. That he's really a synth and, you know. Um, so I thought that was yeah, that was a kind of a weak storyline. If you operate under the assumption um,
3: that it's human, that or
1: is not human or, or not in on it, but I'm just gonna head canon it. But say also, that.
4: but yeah, but true. But also in like the mechanics of the whole thing, like, like, like it's just there's there's a there's a lot of suspend. You have to suspend your disbelief in a lot of things in order for this to work. <laughs> yep. But at the same <laughs> yeah. time, that like the story's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so pretty. Like, it's shot very pretty. like the
3: And the attention to detail and everything is really, really good. It, it well, it's is funny. Is like, that, that shot of the two of them on the beach and they're cradling each other. I'm like, oh, that's really pretty. And then the floodlights come on and, and I'm like, like, oh, of course it looks pretty. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, did anyone else? And I thought this was
1: uh, a remarkable job, job on uh, Mr. Martson's part. Um, I, this is, like is going to sound really weird, but he had Ford's eyes. Like, when he started to monologue rather than talk to her, his expression was very, like, very Anthony Hopkins giving a monologue. And, like, you could tell that, I don't know, at least to me it seemed like he was being, it was being written for him.
3: That's what I thought. As soon as he started monologuing, I'm like, this is something wasn't going right. Right. You could yeah. shuffle in your seat and be like, something's not right here. And then, right. And then the floodlights come on and you're like, oh, and
1: oh he had, okay. But he had Ford's, t- like, when he was when Ford was explaining something to someone, he had the exact same expression that Martin had.
4: Oh, I'm pretty sure that there are, like, when the Blu- Blu-ray comes out with the extras and they start to unearth like all these things and the nuances and the, like, little things here and there, I'm pretty sure that somebody's gonna say, yeah, in this particular part, you can see somebody like Ford or Bernard or somebody coding somebody's, like, their own expressions into somebody and then that person's, like, doing it. Mm. Um, mm.
3: Well, it's even like when we, we, before watching this episode, we went back and rewatched um, all of the scenes with Dolores and Bernard doing the chats when she was in the blue dress. And you notice the background is the same as the background when Dolores finds out, uh, meets uh, Arnold for the last time. Mm. Like,
0: you see little things like that where it's like, never would have noticed that. Well, (coughs) that goes back to, like, just how amazing the acting is because Jeffrey Wright as Arnold and Jeffrey Art as Bernard, even though it's really, really subtle, they have different mannerisms. They act kind of differently as well. Hmm. And this is all storyline.
4: We're not touching up on (coughs) the philosophical part of it or... Or like anything else, like this show has so many layers that you can fall in love with. You can fall in love with it, like the story, like the way it's written. You can fall in love with the um, the the philosophical. philosophical part of it, like the like who are we, like what makes a memory a memory. Um, to me, one of the f- the f- f- most amazing parts of this show um, was when they were explaining the cornerstone memories. Mm. And me realizing, like, oh, yeah, that's true. Like, there are three or four memories in my life that make me who I am after those. So, like, things that happen in my life that from then on I am different. Hmm. Um, and it's it's insane. And to me, one of my favorite parts of this episode, which I, you know... As you said, we're fairly intelligent, but we're not that intelligent. <laughs> that scene where he shows the the Michelangelo picture, and it's it literally looks like a brain. I've never seen that. I've never saw. Oh really? That before. And I'm I'm. And he's explaining that to me, I'm like. <gasps> yeah. No, I've seen
1: that, and it it works as a metaphor in this show. It
4: totally does, and it's it it's those little things that you can peel off of the show, and you can find even more things to explore or fall in love with or really really like and it's very rare to see that type of thing or like that type of entertainment right now Hmm. Um, because a lot of TV shows are very shallow and movies are very shallow there's not a lot to it other than what they're giving you and um, I really do like this show a lot because of that
1: we talked about this in like the mid-season but I think it, it bears repeating that um, it's, it's, the show is almost like the park itself um, in that you can follow multiple narratives mm-hmm. and get a lot out of them and still have other things that you're kind of leaving like you could watch it for the acting and literally be just entertained based on the performances of the folks you can follow the storyline you can follow the, the editing and the technical work behind it and still miss other chunks and still be equally entertained. Mm-hmm. The other aspect, which I um, really like, because again, if there's multiple different avenues that you can enjoy it, that does bear repeat viewings. Um, and I think that goes along with it that, uh, you know, I, I was audibly chuckling uh, when they came back and did the. Um, the meeting between, I think, Bernard and Dolores from the first episode, literally the first scene when she kind of wakes up and uh, she gets asked, who are you? They did that again in this this episode. And I, I really like the looping mentality and how that they bring back the whole, like, you've done this in the past, you've come back, you've come this far, and now you've regressed and you've been put back and then come back this far. I, I think it's it's instantly relatable where, like, you know, we go to work every day and then once a week we hang out together and do oh, a yeah. podcast. that goes back and, to the
3: philosophy thing because I remember watching, yeah, the same early episodes where they're like, oh, you're just on the same loop as anybody else and I was like, oh, I guess that's true. kind of true. But I mean, you, yeah, and it's but... funny
1: because you, it's even true in the fact that like you'll deviate from the loop but like not really. Like you'll do something different and then it echoes something you've already done before yeah. and will do again you know it's 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 interesting like the i i love, really love the metaphor
0: yeah i really love that with this show they didn't really have to be really in your face to get their points across i mean there's very subtle imagery in this show that tells a lot and they kind of let the story visually speak for itself i mean yeah you do have i mean it's set mostly in the west so you'll have like gunfights and Uh, explosions happen, but they're really more set dressing than anything. And there's scenes that really resonate with me. Like when, um, when the rookie coder is um, escorting Maeve through the labs for the first time and she's in that dress and she comes up to the big video board and sees her daughter and stuff. And just that scene of how the camera work works and the songs that are playing at that time, that, just hit me super mm-hmm. hard compared to a lot of other scenes that have been in the show.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, our man uh was it Raman, uh, I'm going to pronounce is it Dwali? Is that
0: the music guy?
1: Yeah, I mean he's killing it right now with um with both Game of Thrones and Westworld and a couple other like projects in there yeah, but like personal he is, interest and yeah, he's really, really killing it right now with these so things. The so it's the same guy? Same yeah, guy that does. So, yeah.
3: I, I he's not as active as he is in Game of Thrones, though. Like in this, a lot of it's like cover songs and things like that, but there are only a few scenes where he... Well,
1: but I would say it's still good underscoring, and I think that the rearranging that he does is, is a good idea, and that might be more for whoever is the music producer rather than the, the,
0: the composer, um, yeah, I, I like I, that '80s cent the uh, like John Carpenter music that was playing during the breakout. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It, that it, was it, dope Yeah, it's and
1: it, it's funny because so <laughs> with Game of Thrones, you you have like the house songs and you know when are you gonna hear bum 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 like you know you just you recognize that you know six seasons in um, this one I think the music was a little bit more like subdued like we were talking about that last scene where was it. At, uh, exit stage exit, exit movie for yeah exit movie like so exit music for a film exit yeah music for and, radio. and so so it was definitely he didn't have to go reimagine like a house's song that would you know impose a certain mood on a scene he could go out pick a song and then have it have deeper meaning for that particular scene
2: Seems like he's a Radiohead fan then.
0: Yeah, so uh, he had a big Radiohead fan. Yeah, he had a lot of Radiohead
2: in the whole series. <laughs> I keep
4: thinking about Fallout. The first two episodes that I watch this show. I'm like, this show is this is Fallout. Well, I, I, I like I I can totally.
1: That's what. Yeah. Right, again, you missed the uh, the mid season because really? we t- we talk. I mean, there's since. Well,
4: the mid season doesn't. like yeah, I don't care oh, about what you guys said. I, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a uh, rousing review Holy, on our. Yeah. Clearly, you're not listening to the podcast. <laughs> um, actually. Ryan Dowd liked it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it and how how true it is that there were there were times of me playing fallout that i'm playing fallout and i'm like who the fuck am i in this shit in this game because i'm 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 an app i like i have been killing be- people non-stuff like three hours yeah and cool. then you feel bad because you're like what the fuck this is not this is not right and um and when the show ended and we were talking before we set up i asked you guys like would you go there and like what exactly would you do like, are, will you be afraid to find out who you really are? Because you don't, I mean... You don't know. You don't yeah, know. That's, that was... And that's that's the whole thing with, with William. Like, he, I guess he didn't really know he had that in him and then once he, he knew he had that with him, that's the person he became. To a point where his wife killed herself because she couldn't deal with it. Um, and that's some scary shit that you have... You know, a thing that will show you who you really are. And they're like, who the fuck? What is this? How did this happen? You know? Um, yeah. Well, the cornerstone moments. True. Yeah. And then how do you go back from there? Like, yeah. you can't.
1: You can't. You just, that's... That's, that's what, who you are. Uh, that's what shapes um,
4: you. So it's it's very interesting. I, I really, really like this show. I've never been so excited about a show you know like other than when I watched uh, I think the first season of Mr. Robot.
2: Hmm.
4: When I watched the first season of Mr. Robot, I was like, man, this is really good show. Hmm. Do you still watch it? Isn't <coughs> it good? I know we shouldn't. Second go off season left. second season of Mr. Robot is I feel like they didn't expect that show to be to have a, sex- a second season. So they were like, Oh, now we have like three or four more seasons. We can really go into this, so they're they're having like a really slow burn. Okay. So it's mm. it it is very. Because my, my fear it's about thick, this show. It's thick to go in, and that's my fear of this show too. Right. It's like where we where you lost. have this phenomenal first season, mm. and then when you actually have to go and explore the world, that's when it gets a little. Well, is it gonna
1: so
0: continue to satisfy? So whole thing. Yeah.
1: hopefully they do what Game of Thrones and. Um,
0: well, but Game of Thrones uh, have,
4: has gone through ups and downs.
1: Right. but well, I, So I hope they do what Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad did, where they say, hey, fantastic, we're doing this amount of seasons, we know the story we're going to tell, please enjoy it. Whereas with Lost, they got to... I think they had three solid seasons mapped out, and then they got to season two and a half, and they're like, no, this, this is going on for... We're making more money off this. So I really... My hope is that they follow the same lead and say we have this story we're going to tell we might give up on some mm. some revenue after the fact but we're going to tell a better story that way and I really I really hope that they have the guts to do it and I,
4: think I they, hope this doesn't go for more than two, two or three seasons no it should be like maybe four
3: or five it's planned plan, oh, no they
4: have it planned out for five
3: because, because I think that's too long. It a little, well, well, yeah, it we'll see a what, little long.
1: We'll see what they do. I mean, realistically, we have several different parks. They've already, you know, opened up the fact that there's more than one world. There's and, a samurai world. Yes. Yeah, so, so we'll see. We'll see if they can explore different ones with weaving the same, you know, some of the same characters. it'd be interesting to see potentially, like, Dolores in like, I don't know, like I'm a Japanese Dolores? Well, that'd be weird. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be too top three *Last <laughs> samurai. But, like, you know, give her a Viking narrative. I'm trying to think of, like, what a blonde white, uh, like, white lady would fit into. But, like, you know, like, you, you give her, you, you know, you, you throw the same actress into a different role and have her play out like she's a different, you know, she's just been repurposed rather than that and have her come to the same conclusion. I think it'd be, I mean, that's a, whatever, but... Um, you could do a lot, I
4: think. Still, but yeah. then that's so. This see, like this show is very losty in that center, in that scene, in that where they show you something, and it doesn't really answer anything. It just opens up for more things. So okay, so they're in that they're in that place. We we see the 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 hologram of the park. But then there's still there's there's still also building. Robots or hosts for, Samurai World. So where the fuck is Samurai World? Is it in there? Well, they might just be doing preparation. Well, they. Or like they, a second yeah, phase. A second or phase, or, phase or... all, like it's it's mind blowing work, and also when Tandy goes, uh, like Mae goes, what the hell is this? And he goes, ah, oh, it's just complicated. Like just fucking. <laughs>
0: just don't worry about it. It's complicated. Like even the uh, directions he gave her for her daughter, said like Park One. Exactly. so
4: it's it's like are we just seeing one park are there multiple parks (laughs) apparently on the on the books he wrote uh, multiple books for multiple parks Um, so it it,
1: well and that's the other thing that is he the overall creator of the entire thing or or is is he just Westworld so you know like that that would be interesting to see if there's like an analog to Ford in these other like potentially another park yeah. So, or if it was just him and, and Arnold.
0: I think we, with the complexity of the host, it more likely it was just him and Arnold. And yeah. And they're just trying to apply it to different scenarios but to give tourists choice.
1: After 30 years and when they opened multiple parks, did Ford stay on with writing for Westworld only because that was the park he built first and then they hired nude leads for all of them? Probably. I mean, that's Probably. what know, yeah, or Or does he have control over all of them?
0: Uh, well, I mean, he has creative control over Westworld, that's all right
1: now. Right, right, exactly. So you could say, hey, maybe maybe he stuck on with Westworld because that's the one he knew and loved, and you might have some other egomaniacs, you know, that you can explore. Yeah. So...
0: Yeah, but I mean, it definitely, you bring up a good point, Guillermo. You have some answers, but you also have some mysteries left over. Yeah. Like, um, I still think why it's a mystery, even though they show, like... Dolores becoming Wyatt at the end but we've already seen like in past scenes like not Wyatt herself but we've seen Wyatt's crew pop out and seem like scary masks and things like that and like where did they come from and if they were the lobotomized host all this time were they like being just nitpicked at a time just to play off of the uh, mystery of who is Wyatt that everybody seemed to know and hosts kind of feared the most? Um, Whoa. That rhymed. That was really cool. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> uh, but um, or is it? I mean, are we seeing memories still in past memories that maybe a Wyatt has existed before? So Ooh, yeah. I
1: think that raises two two points on that. That I think those those people were other freed hosts. So.
3: Well, why it's true? I, I thought it was said that Ford was taking... He was disrupting people's uh, storylines. Right. And that he was taking people from storylines to work on his new narrative.
1: Uh, well, so that was the one... Yeah, I don't know how that necessarily works because the new narrative was, as it turns out, was to kill all the Delos board. <laughs> so, you know, like, I, you, know, you don't necessarily know... I guess that room full of people was the people he was stealing from... Whatever, um, but I think that like the the blonde lady who first welcomed uh, William was out there, and she clearly was like very different from a character. She almost seemed like she was like living out there. So we don't know if Wyatt's crew was more just like other freed hosts, or whether they're in a narrative. The other thing that it was very small, um, so they showed Wyatt's face. You know, they showed some some guys, some bearded dude, and a. Uh, you know, a uh, Union soldier outfit. Um, and they also made the point that they were going to download the Wyatt profile into Dolores. So that raises a good point. Is Dolores a blonde white lady? Is Wyatt a dude? Like, if you can just take their, their profile and then shove them into another body and all of a sudden that... You know, the hosts are all have the same strength. They all have the. They're all roughly the same thing that they can adjust based on the based on their attributes. Um, so is, could you potentially take Dolores and move "quote unquote" her into another
0: space? Hmm. Yeah, I think in this thing that the body doesn't matter. It's the AI that's developed inside the body. Right. Because if we look at Teddy, for example, um, the one thing with the reveries, and I think one of the signs of are they approaching consciousness is those referees, they're not accurately remembering. They're remembering how they thought they what they actually uh, played out. So that's why he probably thought he remembered like a Union General guy named Wyatt, hmm. but it was actually Dolores once he had that revelation hmm. and made that connection. Hmm. I got
4: that as well. Yeah. So, the right. so, so, the other, so the other thing too is how
2: Totally. I was trying to like.
4: I don't One thing I want to say
2: about that last episode too is uh, when Armistice and Hector are uh, running around the facility. Yeah. It was really cool to see them just like with dead-on aim because you realize that they have been they're gunslingers like that's what they're there to do and the security guards just. So like, yeah, for yeah. the
4: first second, like. This is bullshit. They're like, oh no, they are got bandits. They, that's that's fucking they fucking know how to yeah. work a gun. Well, but
1: yeah. no, not even that though. But the dead on aim is because they're robots. Yeah. So any misses is a variation in their their programming. Yeah. Where if you strip them from that programming, programming. they're never gonna miss because yeah. they're robots.
2: For a second, yeah. I was like, oh, this, oh, yeah. yeah no. Do you, do you think also that Mave probably just yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, like
0: just, all say, yeah. Yep. just like, say, hey, okay. you
1: will. You will never miss.
0: Yeah, they yeah. turned their
2: aggression way up. Turned on
0: smart targeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were fun to see. Uh,
2: they built in bats. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. I was. Uh, I, I was
1: also the whole time feeling bad for Armistice. Uh, she was the um, the the lady with the, like the snake tattoo. Because uh, I was like, man, if they ever get out of this thing, you know, at least um, what's his face Lorenzo is that what his name is.
2: Uh, the guy that has been repurposed a couple of times?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so at least that dude's just like a pretty generic-looking human being. Uh, a chick with a huge facial tattoo of a snake. Body snake. Yeah, she's not really ro- walking around New York for very long before someone recognizes her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, I kind of felt bad if she got out.
3: So I always think it's funny whenever I like look up... like like the forums and all that after an episode because people always like find little itty bitty stuff like for example there's a photo floating right now around right now of ford's diorama like drawing people and they all think it's board members with like all the robots surrounding them and it's just always interesting to see other things that other people find and stuff like that in the episodes oh yeah
1: That is pretty wild. It's, it's,
3: it just makes me think that there are people out there. I mean, I know we do like our little podcasts and all that, but like, just there's some people out there who just sit down and go frame by frame through some of this sort of stuff. Like, I was half tempted to want to pop, like, look up some of the code stuff that they were going through just to read what the code looked like. Well, I mean,
1: that was the funny part where like that you like scrolled down and you could see the different subclasses. Uh, or different functions it calls if you will and then you get to the function call that just says escape <laughs> like oh
4: that, that's that's what that is um, oh yeah shit I, I, now I remember I was gonna say like so who is actually writing the code because it's not Ford Ford's got some coding knowledge yeah Ford is writing well right? no but he's but definitely the, got but, like something. the consciousness code because uh, Dolores called him out it's like was it Dolores or was it uh, it was Bernard Bernard right? he's like you're not writing any of this bullshit. It's, this is just popping up without you noticing, and you just have to reel it back. So, or, well, oh, so like, who, the, who's writing all this shit? Who wrote the, 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 the code for Maeve and her narrative now? Well, the weird
0: thing is, I mean, they said it came from whoever this Arnold person is. And, I mean, it's, it's established that Arnold wrote, let's call it the kernel, which is yeah. the base code for all the hosts. And yeah there might be another player in on this it has to too that's that's
4: that's my mm-hmm. guess because
1: but the other player is Arnold or at least someone who's using Arnold's what I always name. what I always
4: what <laughs> <thought laughs> from the first and second episode was that Arnold slowly coded himself in the consciousness that's of a our, lot of people yeah. well
1: and, and that's, that's' one thing I want to say Jesse that like there's so many. There's what seven and a half billion people on this planet, <laughs> and let's say you know uh, a couple, a couple million of them uh, at least are watching all this show, and so if everyone has their own theory, eventually they're gonna call it. Yeah. The, you know, yeah, like the, yeah. the you just you give them enough monkeys a uh, typewriter and they're gonna type out the Bible. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> True story. Yeah. I watched it happen. <laughs> it was glorious. Give
0: manatees balls and <laughs> hole and they'll. Right, Family Guy. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Um. Do you think this show is better than Game of Thrones?
3: Yes. Well, it's to judge based yeah. on one season. It's it's the other thing too is Game of Thrones has got what seven seasons now, fuck, and there are some know. episodes in Game of Thrones where you're just like, "Fuck it." Because like, I don't oh well, God, true, like, but I
4: don't know the really, really, really good Game of Thrones
3: episodes were really good. I think there there are singular episodes that are better than singular episodes. This yeah, show, and
1: they they fulfill. I think they fulfill different roles. Like Westworld is violent, but not as violent as Game of Thrones. And Westworld has some spectacle moments, but like, dude, some of the episode nines in Game of Thrones have been better than like yeah, like set I, pieces in movies. Like
4: I yeah. really liked this show, but it was more like a like an intellectual like. Right. Right. So more, more than. That visual like, oh shit, something's happening in Game of Thrones, and like, yeah. screaming like a crazy person.
3: Well, there are moments definitely in this show where like, you know, he pulls out the p- picture and I'm like squirming in my seat yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, Game of Thrones has way more of those like, no! more, like It's more, like, visual, yeah, So like. Battle of
1: battle the Bastards. Dude, like, Westworld will never visually top Jon yeah. Snow standing in a field by himself, standing down the entire Bolton, cavalry charging him. Yeah. Westworld is not is not set up to be that visually satisfying. As beautiful it is in some in other ways, it, I just don't see that happening. Um, that being said, I don't think Game of Thrones will get to the level of intellect that yeah, yeah. you know for two. I guess you could call them murder <laughs> mystery shows.
0: I mean, I would definitely approach. I mean, I approach them from different places because yeah. I right. read all the Game of Thrones books before they started showing that TV show. So. My excitement to that show was seeing the book unfold on screen and being excited that they did an awesome job with it. Whereas this, like, yeah, I saw the original Westworld movie before, but it's totally different than that. I kind of want to watch totally, the new one, yeah. It's totally isn't that supposed to be a different than the book that movies. it's based on. Yeah. Right. And it's its own thing. It's just taking, um, it's just influenced by it. Some previous subject matter so it is an original it is original content that we're all just kind of being exposed for the first time we're all taken a different way and that satisfaction for me is like it's that more intellectual one It's that more of like i'm thinking more i want to think about the possibilities that come out of this show versus game of thrones is i want to see it be awesome Mm -hmm. yeah
4: I feel like also on this show, there's a lot of phrases and things that are repeated over and over it's that, that, we, looping, man. that we know, like we, we recognize and we know what they mean on certain <coughs> points in time, but we don't really know. And, oh, I, think that, and I think we're going to know as the seasons unfold that we're like, oh yeah, this is what this is supposed to mean, or this is what triggers us, or this is what this is. To be
1: fair, Game of Thrones does it too. No, With I, the, the no, house no, sayings.
4: No, I know, but it's, I, I feel like I'm, we're just talking about Westworld now. That it, it, like, I feel like this, there, there's so many things that they are very carefully put throughout this season that they're probably going to have a meaning in the second and third season or whatever, how many seasons are going to do. Well, let's put it this
1: way. It's amazing that we're starting to see a transition. We're living in a time where we're starting to see a transition away from campy sitcoms Yep. And you know flavor. The I disagree.
3: Meat. There, there's still plenty of that. We just don't watch it. There is,
1: but I, I feel like you see more and more people cutting cable every day, and they're they're not not watching TV. They're watching Netflix and HBO serialized stuff. They're and very
0: selective about
4: their content. Amazon, and, Hulu, they all yeah, have like and, really
1: good shows. And they're all on this like, you know, like I used to watch a ton of CSI back in the day, and that used to be amazing, and you used to get. You know, every once in a while you get something that moves from an episode to another episode, but mostly it was flavor of the week. And I think we're <laughs> we're starting to see these drawn out storylines that are just so much more, like, mentally satisfying when the whole thing's. Well, I guess well, Westworld, not really over, but kind of over. <laughs> it's over for a little while. <laughs> but. Westworld, yeah.
3: it also too felt more like a mini, like you're saying, more of a mini series than a TV show. Right. I mean, they could have end this right now, like one season. I'm pretty much happy with it. I'll, yeah, I'll be happy. Yeah, I'll be happy.
1: Yeah. I mean, speaking of, so, uh, I, I guess the shortest segment on this, the whole thing before we go to like the last one, but anyone got anything bad to say?
3: About this show? Yeah. No.
1: Any any crew? I mean, we we touched on a couple of them. That's not a... Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like, there's a weak plot line with, like, the scientists that may have recruits. Like, that's kind of a weak spot in the show, in my opinion. Right. That's fair. Uh, But we already touched base on all my points that I would have made there. (laughs) I would say
0: just, like, the inconsistency of Wyatt's crew, unless it's just being held back for a bigger mystery. That's the thing, is... I could call out bullshit on some things, but who knows? Season two might make them the greatest mm-hmm. thing ever. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and we also know that uh, the camera is in, is not a good narrator. Right. We and that's something that like they've made very clear that and it's important that the camera is not omniscient. It is.
0: Yeah, or uh, Thor's brother randomly being attacked by Native Americans and not being seen again.
4: Yeah, and yeah. Wait, that's yeah. a... That's a Hemsworth? That's a Hemsworth. (laughs) Nice. I I spoiled part of Doctor Strange.
1: I spoiled the uh, post credit in Strange because I looked him up. Oh, really? Yeah, I was just like, throw and his brother, uh, Chris Hemsworth, who's going to be in uh, Doctor Strange in a cameo bit. I was just like, (laughs) come on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I guess uh, the quickest segment ever. Uh, So wrap-ups. Speaking of Westworld Season 1 being now over... um, any grades and lasting impressions?
3: I would give it an A+. plus. Fair and I don't think I've ever given it an A-plus to anything on this podcast before. I would say it's probably top five live-action TV shows I've ever seen. Damn. Yeah, I'm going to come in swinging on this. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah.
1: Well, because no one else has Jesse. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I would say A+. a plus here. This is a really good show. Fair enough. Um, it's very good. Worth worth rewatch, um, like and, and like I said, you can rewatch it multiple times and then peel parts of it off and then just focus on those and. Um, it's got layers. Layers. Like it's good. I like it. I really do like it a lot.
1: I'll give it an A. Uh, um, I think with any one of these, like miniseries, because it's not a movie. Um, or uh, it's non-serialized you get little like lull moments Um, that being said everything else about it was incredible
2: so I am gonna go A plus as well this might be my second or third that I've ever given Um, but I, I think overall it's a great show it's intriguing it's fun to watch draws you in pretty much immediately even with the opening credits or the opening scene anyway um, the only thing that I would say is that some of the scenes are a little they get a little confusing with the timelines but I like the payoff on it at the end yeah though. the payoff is is pretty worth it though alright um, before
1: you go you're just what uh, is it worse than Civil War? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no it is not worse than Civil War um, I'm going to give it an A plus I mean it's a amazing thought provoking show that, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely requires repeat viewing, just uh, not only to pick up on everything, but just to watch it in a different set of eyes and just interpret it differently and get something new out of it every single time. So it was amazing.
2: I definitely think now that we have the whole first story, that probably watching it again, you'll pick up on those clues yeah, along the way. Absolutely. I actually look forward to re-watching this entire season
3: right before the second season oh, yeah. comes out. Haven't yeah. you watched this like six billion I times? have. I have actually watched this entire series probably, yeah, three times now. Wow. How many of
4: those have you been sentient, though? Uh, <laughs> two <laughs> of the three times, two probably, three yeah.
3: Times? Okay.
0: Did you watch them, or were you scripted to watch them? Oh, God.
1: <laughs> now we have no idea? Yeah. It's, it's a good mystery. Let's face
3: life. it, if anybody here is a robot, it's me. <laughs> the um,
4: have you guys watched Ex Machina yes
1: yeah. no it's on my list you should watch it it's, it's very,
4: on Netflix it's or it's Amazon very, it's on one of the yeah things. it's one of those it's very on on par with this like kind of like what they want to do <coughs> huh, it's, a, it's a phenomenal movie too yeah it's one of my favorite movies it's in on my short list
1: but I guess uh, at this point uh, we might as well wrap it up.
4: Um, and uh, I also want to say, fuck you, Warren. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, we, we don't like him.
0: We all. We hey. only got one month. We kicked him out for a
2: reason. The hashtag uh, fuck Oh, yeah,
1: but then yeah. it just becomes I, the #hashtag. Make, We're make, not gonna change the person. We're gonna change the year, not well, the person. Josh, what
4: was that you said? Make fuck Warren great again. <laughs> 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 With that being said,
1: um, if you have any questions about this, about our review, <laughs> want additional content, uh, you can email us at downinfrontpodcast at gmail or alternatively, personally at uh, Jesse's Brony Convention at uh, webmail at bronies.com. Um, if you want what's, to, what's
4: his ICQ uh, hashtag or whatever his
3: uh, <laughs> what's what's my his handle? Name? Yeah, yeah. ICQ <laughs> handle.
4: <laughs>
1: Jesse loves pretty ponies yeah. at twitter.com. Who
3: doesn't love pretty
1: ponies? <laughs> um, so, in, t- in terms of this, uh, for live reaction, you can t- speaking of tweeting, uh, uh, underscore DIFP. Um, Please tweet your best uh, what you think that acronym means if it wasn't down in front. Uh, For other content, we have additional reviews for stuff that we haven't got to talk about. Um, It's at downinfront.reddit.com. We are also on Stitcher, so if you don't have an iPhone, you can still grab us on the Android uh, platform. Is that so? Is that I don't know where it on Windows or
0: Pixel. Pixel's still Android, so that's fine. Yeah, so it's still stitchier if it's Windows, I think.
1: But I don't think you can get us on your Nokia 700s. No. Those or favorite... your
0: Moto X's. Your... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or if you got an
1: old-school Razer. This is yeah. getting stupid. <laughs> yeah. All right, so for Mike, uh,
0: <laughs> I'm going to sign out. Uh, let's go around there one more time. Uh, I Bryland. I was Bryland. For tonight, um, you can always tweet me at Brylin, that's B-R-I-L-U-N-D. I will be hating on Civil War till the day I die. <laughs> Josh. Wait, you didn't like Civil War? No, no, not, like no, 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 no. we're, we're not going to open no, that no. one. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I think that I'm Josh. I'm not sure anymore because of Westworld, but uh, good night, all. Guillermo? I am definitely a Guillermo.
3: <laughs> I, I might be Jesse. Yeah. Now, now I'm confused. Too. I wasn't
1: necessarily conscious for when they named me Mike, so truthfully, I have no idea. But uh, it's been a it's been a time.
3: I mean, I could grab the the knife from the kitchen, stick it in the guts Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no!
1: You gotta like shave the top of my head off. I don't have much hair to begin with, up there, so you know we're we're still we're working on that naturally. Um, it's been fun. It's been
0: real. It's been real fun. See ya.